Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. It's great to have you here with us today. Our show today is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's program, Duke men's basketball dominates UNC and Coach K's final trip to the Dean Dome, A.J. Griffin continues to lead the way for Duke, continues to improve, and he's becoming Duke's most important player. And then in segment number three, Duke basketball back in action tonight. Quick turnaround as we'll have a Duke versus Virginia preview for you. My name is JJ Jackson. I'm the host of this podcast. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Be sure to also subscribe to our Lockdown Blue Devils YouTube page to watch the show daily. Thank you for making Lockdown Blue Devils your first listen every single day. Duke basketball, a winner, 87-67 to against North Carolina, a dominant victory for Duke. Their largest lead in the game was 28. They had a 23-point lead in the first half. And never looked back. Duke got off to a very quick start and an impressive win for Duke. They improved to 19-3 and overall on the season, 9-2 and in the ACC. A.J. Griffin led the way offensively for the Blue Devils, 27 points on 11 of 17 shooting, 3 of 6 from three-point range, four rebounds in 31 minutes. Paulo Bencaro had 13 points on 5 of 14 shooting, not the most efficient night for Paulo. Was efficient from three-point range. He knocked down two of four three-point shots to go along with 10 rebounds, two assists, and 31 minutes of action. Wendell Moore Jr. got back into a groove. 13 points for Wendell, five of six from the floor, three of three from the free throw line, eight rebounds, five assists, two steals in 33 minutes. Wendell Moore Jr. was very efficient for Duke, as you just heard. Only six shot attempts, though, for Wendell. He was uh, more so a ball distributor on the game for Duke, and uh, Duke was getting a lot of their offense from A.J. Griffin. Again, 17 shot attempts, and Paula Bancaro had 14 of them. Mark Williams, big man inside, nine points, four of four from the floor, one of two from the free throw line to go along with six rebounds, two blocks, and two assists. And 26 minutes from the floor, Jeremy Roach had eight points on three of five shooting, one of two from three-point range, four assists in 23 minutes of game time for Jeremy. Trevor Keels came off the bench for Duke. Again, he's working back into rhythm after getting hurt in that Florida State game and then missing the next three basketball games. Trevor Keels with those 11 points, three of six shooting from the floor, three of four from three-point range, two of two from the free throw line, two assists, three rebounds, and 20 minutes of action. Duke had some solid minutes off the bench from Theo John, Joey Baker, and Bates Jones. I'll highlight Theo John, though, who was productive. Two points, one of one from the floor. It was a two-handed dunk, uh, two assists, three rebounds, and one steal in 13 minutes. Duke had a 31-8 lead early in the first half. We're playing awesome basketball before UNC outscored Duke by 12 in the last eight minutes of that first half, giving Duke the 39-28 lead at halftime. When it was 31-8, the ESPN crowd, or the ESPN cameras, excuse me, were panning over and just showing you awesome reactions from the North Carolina fans that were in attendance there at the Dean Dome. 
they were mind blown at what was taking place. It was just a super dominant game all around from Duke, who dominated on the boards. They had a 40 to 24 rebounding advantage for our Duke Blue Devils. 20 assists. Duke did an amazing job of sharing the basketball on 34 field goals. That's a number that you love to see as Duke shot 58% from the floor. When Duke was up early with that 31-8 to lead, again, that's a 23-point lead for Duke in the first half. During that stretch, the first 12 minutes, Duke was shooting something ridiculous, like 70 or 80% from the floor before North Carolina started to play a little bit better defense. Duke started to miss some shots. And again, North Carolina outscored Duke by 12 in those last eight minutes of the first half. Jay Billis kept talking about, hey, if North Carolina can get this lead back down to 10 by halftime, they're going to be in a good spot. They're going to feel pretty good about it. North Carolina got it down to 11, an 11-point deficit for the Tar Heels at the half. And uh, Duke was still able to hold on and grab the victory because A.J. Griffin started off the second half with a 10-0 scoring run all by himself. Some individual numbers for North Carolina. Armando Baycott, one of the players we highlighted with Isaac Shade, of Locked on Tar Heels. Baycott, 12 points on 4 of 10 shooting, 5 rebounds in 30 minutes. He did have 3 fouls, 2 of those very early in the first 4 minutes of the basketball game. So Armando wasn't that effective. Mark Williams did a great job defensively on him. Brady Manick was the leading scorer for North Carolina. He had a great game. 21 points, 7 of 16 shooting from the floor, including 6 of 10 from 3-point range, also 6 rebounds for Brady. He played 35 minutes. Jay Billis during the broadcast kept talking about it really looked like his body was wearing down because he was so tired, so tired, so tired. He was. He was tired, and it caught up with him, and uh, he wasn't as efficient down the stretch. The backcourt for North Carolina needed to play well. They didn't. Caleb Love, inefficient, 3 of 10 shooting, 8 points, 4 assists, 4 turnovers, and 32 minutes of action. R.J. Davis had 11 points on 4 of 11 shooting, 2 assists in 32 minutes. Leaky Black for North Carolina played 37 minutes, played a lot of that basketball game. But Leakey's not the most aggressive offensive basketball player for the North Carolina Tar Heels. As he only attempted four shots, he was two of four from the floor to go along with six rebounds, two assists, and two blocks. Again, Duke shot 58% from the floor, North Carolina just 40% in the basketball game. As Duke wins by 20 late in the second half, Duke has as large of a 20-point, uh, or excuse me, 28-point lead against the North Carolina Tar Heels. Both teams made nine three-pointers, and both teams made ten free throws. Duke was just way more efficient shooting the basketball, making more shots, and uh, all-around dominant victory for Duke. Coach K victorious in his last trip to the Dean Dome. Coming up in just a moment, let's talk about A.J. Griffin. That guy's been incredible this season, what it'll mean for Duke moving forward. Coming up next on Locked On Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. From score points to totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back into Lockdown Blue Devils here today on this Monday. My name is JJ Jackson. I'm going through a little bit of a cold, so I'm not sounding uh, my absolute best, but still want to be able to talk about this awesome win for Duke basketball with you today. 
A.J. Griffin was a star for Duke versus North Carolina. Again, 27 points, three of six shooting from three-point range. He himself had a 10-0 scoring run to start the second half versus North Carolina. So, again, the Tar Heels did a great job outscoring Duke in the last eight minutes of that first half by 12 points, and they got the deficit all the way down to just 11. But when A.J. starts off on the big scoring run, the team goes off on a big scoring run as well to start that second half. They really put the game out of question and out of reach for North Carolina once again. And thanks to A.J., I mean, he's just been an absolute monster. The six foot six, 222-pound freshman out of White Plains, New York, right now is season numbers, 9.9 points per game. 3.5 rebounds per game, one assist per game, 53.7% shooting from the floor, 50% shooting on three-pointers, 36 of 72, and 72.4% from the free-throw line. It's unreal how much better A.J. has gotten this season and what that's going to mean for this Duke basketball team moving forward. You look at Duke's biggest games so far this season, and uh, the Kentucky and Gonzaga game, the Ohio State game that Duke lost in Columbus there, a true road game for the Blue Devils. A.J. wasn't a factor because he wasn't playing as much. He was still trying to get into playing shape and get confidence back after the injuries that he sustained over his last year and a half of uh, high school basketball. The most minutes A.J. played in a non-conference game in the uh, was 22. And now in the ACC, they've played 11 games. Here are the minutes that A.J. has played in ACC competition. 31, 22, 34, 22, 30. 23, 27, 36, 24, 23, 24. He's so much more of a factor for this Duke basketball team. He's in the starting lineup now at this point. Trevor Keels is coming off the bench with Jeremy Roach starting. A.J. Griffin has made it, so, made it known that he's going to be a starter. Like his play has warranted him being a starter for the rest of the year. So we'll see if uh, Jeremy Roach gives up that spot to get Trevor Keels back into the starting lineup, or if Duke really likes going with this Roach lineup out of the gates and then brings Trevor Keels off the bench because A.J. has played so well, he's got to stay up there. But again, Duke wins the first game of the year versus Kentucky. A.J. played 11 minutes, one of three shooting from the floor, two points, two rebounds versus Gonzaga in six minutes. A huge win for Duke. Gonzaga was the number one team in the country at the time. Remember, that was on Black Friday in Las Vegas. Uh, A.J. only played six minutes versus Gonzaga, 0 of 1 from the floor. And in Duke's first loss of the season, they were the number one team in the country. They had that true road game at Ohio State. In two minutes of play, A.J. was 0 of 1 from the floor and did not score. He keeps moving up in NBA mock drafts. It seems like that's going to be his next destination, of course, after one season. You know, his dad's the NBA coach. He's regarded as a top 10 prospect in uh, his recruiting class. And now these mock drafts have him as a top 10 pick. NBA draft.net has him going ninth to Portland. Bleach Report and CBS Sports have AJ going sixth to New Orleans. And then Tankathon has AJ going seventh to San Antonio. So it seems like AJ Griffin is really impressing NBA scouts. We're not surprised at all by that. When he plays well, Duke plays well. They needed a great performance from him versus Louisville. They got it. He was five of five from three point range in that game. Duke needed a big performance from him against Syracuse playing that zone. You need someone to kind of be able to shoot over the top of that 2-3 zone that Syracuse plays. A.J. made five three-pointers in that game. He's been such a great player for the Duke basketball team. You saw the left-handed dunk for him versus North Carolina. We weren't getting that play earlier in the season. That's exactly what Coach K said after the game ended this past week. So all around great, great, great 
play as of late from A.J. Griffin. The week schedule for Duke, it's going to be a busy one for this basketball team tonight. They take on Virginia, who is 8-5 in the ACC on Thursday. Duke has a COVID makeup game at Clemson. Clemson is 4-7 in the conference. And then on Saturday, Duke plays at Boston College, who is also 4-7 in the ACC. Coming up next, we're going to preview tonight's game, Duke and Virginia, here on Locked on Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar into your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but it's even better than a candy bar. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. You're making the best decision when you choose Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order at Built.com. Built.com, so many flavors to choose from. Peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, mint brownie, and more. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Final segment here today of Locked On Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson. Fighting through it a little bit under the weather, but I'm uh, still coming strong. Happy Duke won this past weekend against the North Carolina Tar Heels. And a win tonight against Virginia would make me even more happier. Hopefully Duke can extend their winning streak. They've currently won five consecutive basketball games. Let's make it six tonight. As Duke is 9-2 and two in the ACC, the number one spot in the conference. Virginia currently ranks sixth in the ACC in standings. The Cavaliers are 14-9 and nine overall, 8-5 and five in ACC standings. This past Saturday, Virginia had an impressive victory over Miami. The Cavaliers won 71-58 to for their fifth straight win versus the Hurricanes. Nine losses on the season. Virginia has lost to Navy by eight, number 15 Houston by 20, Iowa by one, a true road game at James Madison by three. That's a really bad loss. Uh, they, a home game against Clemson by 17. For comparison, they've also played Clemson on the road, and they won that road game against Clemson by 10. Uh, Virginia lost to North Carolina by 16, lost to Wake Forest by 8, lost at NC State by 14, and at Notre Dame by 4. Duke is 7-3 and three in their last 10 meetings. Against Virginia, five of the last seven have been decided by one or two points. We know how close, how competitive, how nitty-gritty of a rivalry this one is, and a big game it is between Duke and Virginia. Virginia has won the league recently. They're the most recent national champion from the ACC. Again, the Cavaliers winning that 2019 NCAA tournament championship. They're led in scoring by Jaden Gardner, 14.3 points per game to go along with 6.8 rebounds per game. He's the ECU transfer. Armand Franklin is second in scoring at 12.3 points per game. Kihei Clark, he's been around a while. We know Kihei, the undersized point guard that still finds a way to get the job done. 9.8 points per game. Four assists per game, 39.2% shooting from three-point range. Kihei Clark right there is the best three-point shooter for Virginia. Reese Beekman, 7.9 points per game. He leads the team in assists at 5.1 assists per game, and he's a 34.9% three-point shooter. Virginia is scoring 63.2 points per game. That ranks 14th out of 15 ACC schools. Pittsburgh is the team in last. So Virginia only beating Pittsburgh in points per game. They don't score the basketball that well. 
However, their defense is always elite. And once again, it's that way this season as Virginia allows 59.5 points per game. That is first in the ACC. Duke allows 64.8 points per game. That is third. So the Duke defense collectively has been pretty impressive this season. Only three teams have scored over 70 points against Virginia. I think if Duke wants to win this game convincingly, the way to do that would be to score over 70 against this Virginia team. They are 11th in three-point percentage. Duke is 6th in three-point percentage. They are 10th in opponents' three-point percentage. Duke is first. Duke's defense does a really good job of making three-point shooting hard on you. We saw that this past weekend with some of the big shooters for North Carolina. Everybody pretty much but Brady Manick. That guy couldn't miss, uh, but everyone else was playing good defense for Duke. So uh, first of two meetings this season between Duke and Virginia. Duke will play at Virginia on February 23rd. Looking forward to tonight's game. I've said it recently. I, I think this season, given how young this Duke basketball team is and how talented they are, I really do feel like they, when they get off to quick starts, they're playing better. So if this Duke offense can get off to a quick start and can continue to make it difficult on defense for the uh, Virginia offense, I think Duke's going to be in a prime position. Wendell Moore Jr. didn't have the largest scoring numbers this past weekend versus North Carolina, but he's always the key player I like to run with, the captain offensively uh, for the team. And uh, if he can get going with the ball in his hands, I think Duke's going to be really, really hard to beat. I think Duke does ultimately get it done being playing at uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium. Remember, Duke just finished three consecutive games on the road at Louisville, at Notre Dame, at UNC. So it's going to feel good to get back inside Cameron Indoor because, again, Duke already has two more games this week as well. Thursday, they're at Clemson. And then this coming Saturday, they're at Boston College. So this right here is five out of six game stretch where there are games on the road for Duke. Got to take advantage of this game tonight being at home. I think they're going to be able to do that. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we will recap the Duke and Virginia game, let you know everything that you need to know about Duke's performance against the Virginia Cavaliers. You can connect with me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Blue Devils as soon as it's available each day. Now check out the Locked On Tar Heels podcast. Let's see how they recap this past weekend's game. Remember this past Friday, I had Isaac Shade on the program. Today is his first day relaunching Locked On Tar Heels, a show formerly hosted by Candace Cooper. Go ahead and check out what Candace Cooper had to say as well over on Locked On ACC. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.